How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Alpha and Omega TV. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm your host, Franco, and in the studio with me here today is none other than Brian. Hi, everyone. I hope you guys are doing great, having a beautiful day, just like I'm having one as well. Uh, it's good. Good to be here. How are you doing? Why are you having a good day, Brian? Is it because there's someone new in your life, perhaps? He's referring to a friend I'm friends with, and he says that this person may have feelings. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm going to interrupt <laughs> him right there so he won't ruin it. <laughs> But anyways, thank you guys for joining us today. This is Alpha and Omega TV, where we broadcast live and uncut. We're not going to cut this out. Commentary <laughs> regarding scripture, current events, testimonies, and teachings, all for the glory of the one true God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So here we are today. And uh, just a quick uh, news update. So there's a lot of things going on, as you guys probably already know. I think there's just so much noise that it's kind of hard to keep up with everything that's going on i mean there's there's things that that's we don't even hear about it's a very good way to put yeah, it there, there is a lot of noise and i think ever since the era of the internet came about and social media we are bombarded with images ideas fads trends tiktok challenges that we're forgetting about everything going on in the outside world uh, yeah, in other words, it's mind-numbing. It really is. And it, in a way, it desensitizes you to think about the current situation and the fact that we are here also on a mission from God right. to spread the good news, which is the gospel. I mean, I know from... I can be honest with you guys. Um, if you guys haven't heard about the latest AMC thing that's going <laughs> on, um, if you're a fellow ape, you know... You know, you know what it, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, in in a very simple way of putting it, AMC stock is pretty much blowing up. A lot of people are in on it, and uh, they want to. They've bought into it, uh, hoping that the price would go up to a hundred, maybe a thousand. Some say a hundred thousand, and um, so a lot of people are looking into that every day. I mean, I know I'm following it as I'm working. I'm following it closely. Um, we just made a video about this too. Yeah, we made a video about it. So definitely check out Brian's YouTube, Brian Franco on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, so I've been following that very closely. And um, that's just one of the many things I think right now that is going on, um, along with the opening up of the country, um, California and the recall with Governor Newsom. So uh, the, actually the recall did go through, meaning they are going to uh, vote for other candidates. One of the candidates being Caitlyn Jenner, who is a man, even though he thinks he's a woman. Um, Which is another, you know, yeah, disappointing. <laughs> an, an oxymoron, but uh, it is what it is. So there's just so many things, like I said, going on. The stuff going on with the palace, well, with the Palestinians and the Israels, yeah. Israelites, or Israel and Palestine. The feud that's going on. Um, of course, it's only mentioned at the beginning, but I'm sure there is still things going on in the Middle East. But I think here in the U.S., we're so accustomed to kind of being in our own little bubble, mm -hmm. in um, a, se a sense of comfort, 
that we're not even looking at what's happening in the outside world. Like, for example, when we were at war with Vietnam, uh, the U.S. was very good at covering what was actually going on in Vietnam. That was one of the wars where it was the bloodiest wars, um, where millions of people actually died on both sides. I mean, we were literally losing that war. Um, and this is a little known fact, but there was a lot of innocent women and children being killed and nobody was really talking about it over here because it would make the U.S. look bad. So um, I'm not against the United States because I think that's counterproductive. I mean, that's kind of like you're going against your home team. And some people have taken that mentality. But um, yeah, we have our skeletons under the rug just like every other country does. So what I mean with that is just that in the United States, a lot of the controlling powers that be like the media, um, Hollywood and other powerful entities, they're really good at just kind of showing you what you want to see and just kind of giving you this euphoria that everything is okay, that everything around you is perfectly fine. Um, I know, especially with this new president, um, it's it's kind of like a, a 360 that they did or a 180, I'm sorry, because they went the other way. Um, and it's kind of like, okay, well, they used to criticize the previous president and now they kind of shower this one with compliments. It's like they ask him questions like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares? Who cares about his favorite ice cream flavor? Like, there's important things that are happening and there's important things that he's in charge of that are more important um, than what his favorite ice cream flavor is. So, again, all this to say that there's just a lot going on. And it's hard to keep track of it all. It's hard to, um, I mean, sometimes we're kind of in our own little bubble and we feel like life is hard and difficult and that the world is out to get us sometimes. Um, people feel this, you know, or sometimes you feel like really down and seeing the current situation around you doesn't really help that. But um, with, with all that being said, despite all this, despite what's going on externally and when i say externally i mean outside of you there is there is a lot that we can do to control how we react to everything and and there are times where you kind of have to shut everything down and just kind of focus on god and his voice and when i say his voice i'm not telling you to like summon you know, <laughs> some some force some or presence or rituals you know like no i mean meditate in god's word exactly to be in the spirit which is to be in god's word because god's word is spirit and truth so that's what i mean by sometimes you just gotta have to shut it all off and, and just take that moment take a breather and one of the things i think that helps me a lot is that simple promise of everything works for those who hope and trust in christ and that's a promise to every believer I think that promise I go to any time that there's a difficult moment in my life. And I believe it. I believe it 100%. And because he said it and because he's God, it's like that simple truth can just kind of get me out of my my stupor, my me thinking, you know, that everything's going downhill. So I don't know if you, you want to add anything to that, Brian. Um, yeah, I mean... You're, you're hitting it right on the point but if I can add it's just we do we do sometimes get trapped in our own minds 
when thinking in, of um, what's going on with our own situations. And I mean, I mean, we spoke about this before, how men, when we get stuck in that that trap of our mind, it can really lead us like in a very dark hole. Yeah. And, and honestly, yeah, again, taking that break, maybe just go out. Like, I'm not, not saying that I, never mind. I, I was going to say something else, but just take, <laughs> taking that break is really necessary, if you will. Read scripture. Und- go, go. Like, I was just reading John from not chapter 8 to like all the way to 14. And it's just how, it's just so like relieving and how tr- trust, what's the word? I'm trying to look for the word. So comforting. It's comforting to know that Christ knows who we are and when we veer off, he says that he calls us and we're going to know him by his voice. And it's just so comforting just to know that, that whenever we do leave that, um, I guess you can say the godliness, righteousness, he calls us back to him. And it's just so comforting because I, I personally sometimes veer off and I, like, I try to like, you know, read scripture every single day. I try to listen to a podcast from Drama Garthur or whatnot. And sometimes I just don't and just I get distracted. How we were talking about that in the beginning of our podcast. We get distracted all the time. Like I I was going to mention this, how I see my sister just scrolling, not to put her on blast or anything. But I I mean I just, saw just, her after putting her on blast. It's <laughs> like s- no offense, but here no, I but, go to offend you. No. <laughs> but I, I wanted to mention that because when I saw her doing it, I saw myself doing it too, how we just because she, she didn't finish the video. She just went, whoop, she swiped yep. up. <laughs> Our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. And that was and that was me. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I do that too. I just sw- keep swiping until I just get yeah, bored. Even with my messages, I text them long messages <laughs> and I give them specific instructions. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. And it's like, he just read up to like three words in. And I'm like, Brian, what happened? It's like, did you not read the Don't start. The <laughs> I mean, we're putting people on blast, aren't we? <laughs> okay. I think someone's hurt. All right, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what Brian was saying... I think John, there's some wounds you're opening up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. John chapter 10, verse 27 through 30 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So, I mean, even, even these words coming from Jesus himself, from Christ as he was here, um, it's a very assuring thing when he says, I give them eternal life. They will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. And then he goes on to say that the Father has given them to him. Right. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that is a very comforting and assuring thing that despite everything, despite all the stuff that's going on around you, if you are a true believer in Christ that has been converted um, to him and he's called you, he's called you his, like he says, his sheep hear his voice and he knows them and they follow him. He knows them. Okay. There's a, there's a difference when, when the Bible talks about knowing something, it's in a, a very intimate way. It's talking about, because I don't know if you guys know this, but 
Uh, one of the connotations of this word of knowing is, uh, is also actually in a sexual sense. So let me be very clear. This, this is another connotation. I'm not saying that this is the connotation used in this scripture. But when the Bible talks about like a husband knew his wife, it means that he engaged with her in intercourse. Okay. But in this case, it's talking about knowing in an intimate way because the act of intercourse is very intimate, right? It's one of the things that you're going to do when you get married with your spouse. It's, 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 an, it's, it's an intimacy thing and it's knowing that person. But when God speaks to us about knowing us, it's knowing us in a very intimate way. And I'm not, I'm not speaking sexually. I'm speaking in, in wholeness of who we are as a person, knowing us, the depth of our soul and spirit and, and being able to see exactly who we are and knowing all of that, loving us through all of that. So it's, it's not, it's not a, it's not just saying, Oh yeah, I know that guy, you know, like we like quote unquote, know people when we really don't, <laughs> you know, how many times, how many times have you met someone and you thought they were the most amazing person. And then one day they go and stab you in the back. You know, it's, it, it happens or they do something that you never would have expected them to do. Again, this goes back to you, you don't really know that person. You're somewhat familiar with them, but you don't really know them because knowing implies a more intimate, um, a more intimate knowledge of that person. So yeah, when we say, Hey, Oh yeah, I know that guy. We say it, we say it kind of, um, very loosely but it's not really what the word actually means of knowing so quick lesson for everyone that one was free (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's 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 what um that's the beauty of him knowing us and him loving us first and some context in that scripture and um i think um, he's speaking to i think some teachers and pharisees and um who are chased like Scripture put this scripture puts it in, in, in this way. These higher ups, these high chief priests and all these people are literally trying to chase Jesus down and trying to see where he's going, predicting where he's going, asking around where he's going. He was supposed to go to this um this fe- this this feast, I think the feast of boots. Uh, I think that's in chapter 12. And all these teachers are trying to follow Jesus, like where is he going? Just, just to capture him. And they put the scripture puts it in such a perspective where it's chasing him down to, to kill him, literally. And of course, Jesus already knows what they're doing. And he and he tells he tells him this, like he he knows who his sheep are, and he knows also who isn't. I feel, oh, if you can look that up for me. Cause that this is um just that part, that piece of part that, that I just said, that he knows even those who are not his. And even though who, who are not his, he still calls them to them, to him. And it's such, it's like a, such a loving attribute of, of Christ and our Lord that going back to um, chief, like chasing them down, going back to the context. Yeah, so it's actually the Feast of Dedication. It took place in Jerusalem. It was winter. Uh, verse 23 in John chapter 10, it says, And Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, 
How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The work that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and, then, and they will never perish. What you say next is going to ouch. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. It says, verse 31, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them you are for for which of them are you going to stone me? The Jews answered him, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, It is not written in your law. I said, You are gods, or is it not written in your law? I said, You are gods. If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be broken. Do you say of him whom the father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the son of God. I am not doing the works of my father. If I am not doing the works of my father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. He went away again, crossed across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first. And there he remained and many came to him and they said, John <laughs> did funny. no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. Amen. That was in, in context of everything. So and yeah, they were going to stone him and he just like, and it's sad because they still don't believe they didn't. And, believe. He, and he disappeared mm -hmm. all over the Jordan. And I think a few verses after, it's like, how did we get here? <laughs> and they still don't believe him. It's, it's like a crazy story, but it's amazing, comforting how he's going back. He knows his sheep. He knows who he, the believers are. He knows even the unbelievers. He still calls them to him. And that's just a comforting, comforting thing. Why were, we, why were we talking about this? <laughs> because we, we, were, we were making the point that he... He knows us. Oh yeah. yeah despite yeah. everything, despite everything, and despite even us not being consistent with him, he is with us. You know, like for example, these the, the Jews. I mean, he he was teaching at the temple, and Jews were the authorities at the time, the religious authorities. And they didn't even know that he was the one the scripture spoke about. So, so it's, it's not something, it's not a knowledge that you acquire just by reading, you know, scholarly um, articles or even reading the Bible in a scholar way. This is something that has to be revealed to you. And how is it revealed? By the power of the Holy Spirit, by God calling you into life because though the pharisees and though these uh jews though they knew and had studied the bible well not the bible but the torah um though they had done that and they you know would preach about the coming messiah the messiah came and they didn't even recognize him and they did not believe that he was who he said he is 
because it wasn't it didn't fit it didn't fit the the it didn't fit the mold that they had created of the coming messiah right the jews thought that the messiah was going to come to free them you know he was going to come on a horse and in glory and he was going to become king and he was going to start you know yeah yeah he he was going to take over nations and and israel was just going to be the you know the the nation but he came on a donkey (laughs) he rode uh he rode into i thought what was it jerusalem or bethlehem he rode on a donkey and he came in peace the first time around he came to save right and we know the next time that he comes he's coming with retribution he's he's coming with a vengeance so he came they did not know him they did not believe that he was the one whom they had been preaching about it's insane they had been talking about a Messiah. He comes. He doesn't fit their description and they reject him. And not only that, but they call for his death and they succeed. Of course, all of this to fulfill what the scripture had said. You know, this everything had to happen the way that it did because it was the fulfilling of scripture. So it, 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 this didn't this didn't surprise God. Um, and Jesus knew where he was going and he knew how he, his life was going to end. So don't think that this came as a surprise. Don't think that when Jesus is speaking to the father in the garden of Gethsemane, don't think that it's like God threw a curveball at him. No, he knew what was coming. And that's why when he says, father, if, if you know that this cup could be taken from me that I wouldn't have to drink from it and let it be so but but don't let my will but your will be done because he knew he knew what was going to come he knew that the wrath of God was going to be poured on him and he was going to have to endure the sin he was going to have to become sin and endure the wrath of God for our sake so that we could be made right before the father so that that that, that was the that was the transaction that happened on the cross um for those of you guys who are wondering but if anybody tells you that god is learning or that god is finding new things (laughs) out or uh, that's not consistent to what we learn in scripture because in scripture yeah we know that god has declared the beginning from the end since the beginning he knew what was going to happen at the end all of this you could say has been um predestined i think it's very important as christians to actually study the attributes of god and remember the fundamentals of faith the class that's that's the first thing we we were learning the attributes of who god is honestly that's that makes all the difference in the world because if you if you know the foundation of his sovereignty that he knew he already predestined from the beginning to the end he is all powerful he can do whatever he was he is omnipotent. He's om- omniscient. He knows everything. He what's uh what's the other one that we know? Omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. You said omniscient. You said um, all powerful, um, all knowing. There's a lot of attributes, but th- these are the main ones that were key in learning scripture. Yeah, and everything stems from it. You 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 have to understand these attributes of God. And then there's a thing called 
communicable and incommunicable. These are attributes that are transferred to us. And the ones that are incommunicable, they are reserved for God only. So, for example, one of the attributes that God is, is love. This is a communicable attribute, which means that we have that. If we have love, it's because God gave that to us. We, do, we can't have that outside of him because outside of him, it wouldn't exist. This is, this is something that is, is, is part of who he is. And we take things from our creator and these things are attributes that we carry along. Like the fact that we have a conscience, mm -hmm. we can think, we can process things. These are things that were actually passed down from him. He, he gave us these things. But there are things that we can't do. We can't be everywhere at the same time. We can't be perfect. We don't know everything. Yeah, we are not perfect. We are prone to fail. Um, and if we would even possess only one of his attributes that are incommunicable, for example, if we were just to be able to be omnipresent, be everywhere at the same time, then we could consider ourselves a god. But we can't do that. If we could hear and know everything we would be considered a God, but we can't. So again, we're limited. We're limited as humans. Uh, we don't even have full access to our brains. I mean, that alone should kind of make you think like, okay, sometimes we think we're really smart, but we're not, you know, the, the ways that seem, the ways that seem really intelligent or really smart to a man or foolishness to God, you know, and, and, and that's what we have to kind of understand when, as we live a life under him that we think we'll get away with things. We think that we have the best method, but at the end of the day, we will come to the realization that that is not the case. You don't know what's best for you. He does. So, um, this is not what we were going to talk about, but <laughs> no, we veered off to something, but it's a good conversation though. I like it. We were, we were kind of talking, we, we wanted to talk a little bit about hardship, but that could be for another um, another podcast episode, but to sum everything up, God knows you. If you are his, if you are his sheep, you will hear his voice and you will follow him. If you're not, then it's probably a good time to humble yourself before him and say, God, I don't think I hear your voice. I don't think I am following you. I don't think I can, I don't think I'm just, I don't think I'm living for you. And I think it's a very healthy thing for even Christians to do this. Um, I know there's many points in my life where I've had to take a step back and say, God, I'm, I'm like, I'm just living for myself. I'm just living with just really selfish. Uh, yeah. Selfish ambitions. ambitions. Um, no, that's me a lot. Yeah. With, without a without a course i mean i have a plan but not a plan that i believe i've included god in so these are things that you have to be real with yourself about and you have to be honest about it and you have to talk to god and tell him god i mean this this is where i'm at this is where i'm at and honestly i i, I don't know where to go from here and then you you go into seeking him you go into reading you go into prayer and you seek him. You seek God and he will answer. He will. He always does. Even if it's in, in, in the slightest um, peace that you will receive after you 
finally kind of like just take a step back and and seek him so um i encourage you guys if it's if this is resonating with you maybe you've just kind of been going through the motions um i even know i mean to be to confess to you that um i've missed a few sundays of church last sunday my sisters got in an accident and then the week after you know we we stayed late at a family party slash gathering um and we didn't make it to church the next day so it's there's people who have go regularly i remember when i used to go regularly to church and even then i was just going through the motions sometimes i was i was not there i was serving maybe i was translating or even sharing a message or whatever but spiritually i wasn't there and those are the moments where you need to realize and and be real with yourself and honest to god and say hey god like i need you now more than ever and and i know that i'm not okay and it's okay not to be okay (laughs) the good thing is to admit it and to not stay there because like brian said if you stay there too long if you let this if you if you go into a hole and you just do nothing about it then that's why people lose their minds that's why people um, do things they shouldn't they turn to addictions um, or you can even lose your reasoning Um, and that's a that's a very bad place to be so don't let yourself get to that point seek god and really lean into the promises that he has for every believer if you're not a believer those promises don't apply to you unfortunately but god does call everyone to repentance and you can become a believer if you just truly earnestly wholeheartedly seek him turn away from your sin and and seek the lord and he can save you if you haven't been saved already you're gonna say something no no i said i I agree absolutely yeah so I think that pretty much wraps up this podcast. I want to thank you guys for joining us. And I want to thank you guys for uh, the support. And I want to thank you guys for staying with us till this time. I don't know how long we've been doing this for, even though it hasn't been very consistent. But um, it's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. And and we see that our audience is still there. And and somehow it's growing (laughs) despite our inconsistency. But we want to thank you guys so much for your support, your messages and, and everything and the encouragement that you give us. We hope that we can continue to be a blessing and just expand this operation and dedicate more time to it as we go. So uh, with all of that being said, want to thank you once again for listening to Alpha and Omega TV. This is Franco. And this is Brian. And we are signing out for today. Thank you very much. This is Alpha and Omega TV. Alpha and Omega TV <laughs> over and out over and out make sure to watch the YouTube video on AMC by the way oh yeah if already. you're curious <laughs> about the squeeze <laughs> alright see you guys